0: okay and away we go on a tuesday it is february the 8th 2022 good afternoon and welcome to those of you listening in toronto on 640 toronto in hamilton on 900 chml in london on 980 cfpl glad to have you along for another day and we're going to start this afternoon in ottawa last night speaking about the ongoing trucker protest prime minister trudeau saying quote it has to stop it has to stop. Trudeau saying that, that the protests are, quote, trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our daily lives. Now, have a listen to this, uh, some heated exchange exchanges in the House. This was uh, last night during an emergency meeting. Have a listen to this.
1: We have a crisis on our hands, and we need to immediately have the prime minister, representing the federal level, the federal government, meet with the affected municipalities to offer any help that we can to solve this problem
0: all right that of course was jagmeet singh who called for that emergency session yesterday and the ndp leader joins us now mr singh good afternoon appreciate your time thanks so much Uh, great to be here okay uh day 12 i think of the protest now in ottawa we got to blockades as well as i'm sure you're well aware at border crossings both here in ontario and in alberta Can I first ask you, Mr. Singh, if you could, to maybe try to put into some sort of context for us just where we're at, where we're at at this moment in Canadian history?
1: Well, we've got the vast majority of Canadians who have done everything they can to follow the healthcare guidelines, the public health guidelines. They've gotten vaccinated, double vaccinated. They're wearing masks. And then we've got this convoy that calls itself a convoy for truckers that are right now blocking truckers from crossing the border at the Coutts border between Montana and Alberta. They're blocking truckers from getting back to their homes, to their families, at the Ambassador Bridge crossing in Windsor. And they are raising a concern that most trucking associations and truckers that I've spoken with say is not a concern at all for us or our members. Our concerns are fair wages, work conditions, unpaid wages, high cost of insurance but none of these concerns are being raised by these folks. And the convoy, uh, what it's doing is something very unique. Mostly protesters are targeting the government for decisions they make for policies or for laws. This convoy is targeting the citizens. They're harassing and intimidating people. The loudest noise they make is at night, at midnight, when there is no one in parliament and they are harassing families and kids and small business owners, who I spoke with today and told me That the lockdown they're experiencing now because of the convoy in Ottawa is the worst lockdown of what they've experienced throughout the whole pandemic. So this group that says that they're here to protect people against lockdowns is creating the worst lockdown, not for government. They're targeting citizens. They're targeting people and their families and their businesses. So this is something that is is clearly wrong and has no place in Canada, this type of behaviour.
0: Now, you've called on the Prime Minister to show leadership. Has he, in your estimation, has he fallen short in that regard over, say, the past two weeks?
1: Well, sadly, he hasn't been present. Uh, this 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 crisis in Ottawa specifically has now hit the 12th day. Uh, crisis in Coots. a uh, number of days where, where vaccinated Canadian truckers bringing supplies back home to Canada and who are trying to get home to their family are not able to. And now we're seeing it expand to... To windsor at the ambassador bridge crossing so he is not present he simply was not present for so many days and finally i pushed for an emergency debate and that forced him to come to the house and, and talk in the house but this is something where we've seen the conservatives embolden this convoy and we've seen the liberals uh, want to attack the conservatives more than actually do something about it and when asked they often say oh it's not our jurisdiction and when you're in a crisis The very definition and nature of a crisis requires someone to step up and say, we're going to do anything we can to help, not to try to find excuses and say, oh, it's not our jurisdiction. I believe a leader is someone who finds solutions, not someone who looks for excuses. And that's what we've seen from the Liberal government so far in what has been a very serious crisis for the people of Ottawa and something that has expanded to other cities, including Quebec City, Quebec City. Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Toronto. Let's talk a bit about
0: those solutions or possible solutions, because you're calling on the PM not only to show leadership, but you have also been asking the government to share their plan, to share a plan to uh, end the convoy and the blockades. Uh, What do you think, Mr. Singh, what does that need to include? What does that look like?
1: Well, I laid out four steps, four broad steps that need to be taken. First, I said, that the federal government has to take a position where they're not using jurisdiction as an excuse there's a very different approach when you say "Hey, i'm here to help whatever i can do to help i'm here to do versus saying well it's not my jurisdiction but support is available if you ask for it but it's not really our our role that's a very different approach i want to see a proactive leadership role where the government says we're here to help we're here to solve this we're not going to hide behind jurisdiction secondly it's become very clear in the initial investigation of the GoFundMe donations to this convoy, that there is a significant amount of U.S. money that's being donated to a cause, which is not hiding from the fact that their goal is to overthrow the government. They have it brazenly stated on their website, Canada Unity, that their goal is to replace the elected officials in in, in Ottawa with a committee of their own choosing, working with the Senate and the Governor General, the Senate uh to remind folks again is unelected so that's what they think of as democracy is having a bunch of unelected folks make decisions for canadians uh, that's what they seek to do and the fact that there's foreign money supporting this initiative is political interference it's foreign interference and the federal government needs to stop the flow of funds so not hide behind jurisdiction stop the flow of funds and then thirdly i said we need a plan people 90 percent of canadians have been vaccinated but they don't know what the plan is How are we getting past this pandemic? What steps need to be taken to get to the other side of it? And one of those solutions has to be that our healthcare system can no longer be constantly pushed to the brink with every new outbreak. And there's a good reason why we've had restrictions because people have been worried that a new increase in infections will mean that people will get so sick that the hospitals will be overrun. And to prevent that, they put in restrictions. Well, two years into this, it's no longer excusable that there is such a pressure on our healthcare system. It needs to be properly funded, properly resourced with enough nurses and healthcare workers. So that is not a problem. And then finally, I said that there are a lot of frustrations that people feel that stem from before the pandemic, the cost of housing and the cost of living that have only gotten worse through the pandemic. People feel that there's a rigged system that if you're a billionaire, you make off like a bandit in this pandemic. But everyone else has been struggling and we need to solve those problems we need to work together to provide real hope to people who are feeling frustrated because of the cost of living or not being able to own a home mm-hmm. yeah you've
0: been unequivocal on that right that do you believe that we're seeing uh, not as much maybe a protest i mean certainly a protest about vaccine mandates but uh, to the point you just raised there mr singh uh you believe that uh, this is manifested into maybe something else uh, we're, we're seeing some other things come out of this
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the whole the whole nature, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've been to many protests. Uh, I was at protests that were protesting the cuts to health care or protests that talked about the overuse of force by the police. I was a legal observer. As a lawyer, I'd supported groups that were talking about uh, initiatives to end poverty or to tackle the, the unfairness faced by immigrant refugees. And protests normally are targeting government. They target the decisions made by government. They target policies or laws or legislation. They don't terrorize the population. And and what we've seen from this convoy is not a normal protest. This is a group of people that are occupying a city and the people that they are targeting with their actions, it's not the government. It's not the policies of the government. They're targeting citizens. Uh, We saw recently in Ottawa, and I spoke to a woman who's building was attempted to be set on fire by some of these protesters, and then they taped the door behind them after they set a fire in the building. Just think about what that means that they're taping the door behind. And the fact is that there's so many examples of harassment, intimidation, and and intimidating and terrorizing of citizens that it can't be that people say, oh, these are just a couple of bad examples. It is a trend, and it is a targeting of citizens, not the government, that is to me completely unacceptable.
0: So what are uh, next steps uh, here when it comes to the uh, convoy, the protest uh, there in the nation's capital? The Ottawa police, they've been asking for help uh, for some time now. Uh, Should they get that help? Do they need reinforcements? Uh, What does that look like? Uh, Do you have a sense that maybe the military, it's time for them to be called in? Would you be supportive of that?
1: Well, one of the things that I find really disturbing is that uh, on one hand, there was a press conference yesterday where liberal ministers came out and said, Uh, We're willing to help, but uh, we've not received any requests from help from Ottawa. At the same time, Ottawa officials were saying, pleading that they needed help. So clearly they're not in communication with Ottawa. When Ottawa just came out with, uh, Ottawa city officials put out their own press conference saying they needed help at the same time that the Liberal MPs were saying that none was requested. So clearly there's a breakdown there. Part of the reason why I've been saying meet with the city. Clearly, there's not communication going on if you're saying the opposite thing. So meet with the city and, yes, provide all help requested. And we need to see that uh, this untenable situation is ended. I don't want to see uh, an intense uh, conflict. And so I believe that there are ways to, to de-escalate and to get the, these, this convoy out of the city. Uh, we need the conservatives to send a message as well that the message has been heard. Time for you to go home now. And uh, we need to see real proactive actions to get uh, this, this convoy out of there. In addition to ending the blockades at the borders, there's no excuse for Canadian truckers being stopped when they're trying to bring their goods in, back to the to their communities and to try to get back home. They should not be stopped in that way. And and that's what we're looking to see.
0: Yeah, how do you de-escalate a situation like this? I mean, uh, I think that's the big question. And there's been a lot of, you know, politicians, some MPs, uh, some of the actual uh, protesters. They've all been urging the prime minister to meet with the convoy organizers. Uh, the PM, of course, took that off the table a week or so ago. Actually, just this morning, a Liberal MP said that those that are worried about COVID policies do have legitimate concerns. So do you think it's time for the prime minister to maybe reconsider? Should he, at the very least, maybe meet with organizers, hear them out, hear their concerns? Would that be part of de-escalation, do you think?
1: Well, in this case, no. These, I agree, actually, with the prime minister not meeting with these folks. These folks have really brazenly stated their goal is to overthrow democracy. So, no, these are not people that you can meet with. The organizers are certainly not people to be discussing with. But there are ways to, to remove... Uh, the, some of the trucks that are blocking emergency personnel from getting around in the city of Ottawa. There are ways to ticket people that are flagrantly uh, flaunting the laws. There's ways to remove the, the structures that they built and uh, the illegal storage of flammable material and fuel. Uh, these steps need to be taken, and, and they can be taken in a, in a firm yet fair way to say this is clearly breaching the law. Uh, you're setting up structures that are dangerous, uh, not caring for dangerous flammable fluids and leaving them out in the open in a way that's very dangerous uh, and those things can be addressed immediately and they can ensure that the, this this group of folks don't get to to dig into the city and, and really i mean if it was a protest where there was uh, hundreds of thousands of people on the lawns of quebec uh, of, of parliament saying we we disagree uh, that would be okay i mean people are allowed to do that the fact that they're terrorizing the citizens is not okay and that they're blocking people from leaving their communities they're blocking businesses from being able to reopen Uh, that is not okay Uh, they're they're really targeting the community and citizens of ottawa the people of ottawa as opposed to targeting government and you know i'm open to being people protesting people should protest me if they have a disagreement but they should not be targeting community members they shouldn't be targeting families they shouldn't be targeting kids Uh, they shouldn't be harassing workers that's not that's not uh, at all something that we want to see happen
0: Just finally, I want to end on this note. The public safety minister said yesterday, quote, we all want to see a return to normal life. And I assure you that day is coming soon. Do you share that view? Do you think that this is all coming to an end soon? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of Canadians uh, watching this right across the country are just wondering how, when and if this is all going to end.
1: Well, it has to. There's no question about it. It has to end. And I believe with the right leadership, it can end. And that's what we're pushing for. And, and there's some really clear steps. Take proactive leadership role as a federal government, provide the resources necessary, stop the flow of funding. Those two steps alone will make a big difference. And then for Canadians at large who have followed the healthcare protocol, the 90% of Canadians that have, that have been vaccinated, that wear masks, that do everything they need to, they need to know what the plan is for us to get out of this pandemic. And that's something that's gonna require investments in healthcare, making sure our healthcare system is not overwhelmed, And we can get through this. We can not only get through this crisis, but we can get through this pandemic. But it's going to take some real meaningful leadership. And we've laid out some of the steps that need to be taken.
0: All right. Mr. Singh, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Thank you. There is Jagmeet Singh, leader of the federal NDP. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.